Welcome to Honest Money. In today's episode, Warren Ingram answers your questions on how to turn your inheritance into generational wealth using global ETFs, portfolio diversification, and settling debt. Warren also touches on what compound interest is and where best to earn it. Listen for more. Don't forget to subscribe and share if you're enjoying the show. Hi, Honest Money. I've got a question. Say I receive 5 million in inheritance. How do I make that 5 million last for my lifetime and create a, a, a stream of wealth for my kids and grandkids? How do I make that last forever? I'm not the type to go splurging and spending on Lamborghinis and Ferraris. So how do I make that last? I love this question on on inheriting uh, five million rand. You know, I think th- there are a lot of people that you know that that in- get to the position later in life where they inherit some money. It doesn't not always going to be five million. You know, sometimes it might be five hundred thousand, and and other times it might be fifty million. Or there are people that are extremely lucky that win the lotto. The, the, the sad thing with inheritances or, uh, you know, surprise winnings like, like lottos is that money doesn't really last very long from, from, the, from the people that generated the money to the people that inherited the money. It's, it's really uh, most of the time that people who inherit money actually end up blowing it really quickly because they don't have the discipline. They don't, uh, you know, they don't have a long-term focus. They do splurge and, and, and they just don't exercise control of, over them, themselves in terms of the way they spend and over their money in terms of the way that it's, in, it's invested. So, so I love your question. I think, you know, as you said in your, in your question, you're not someone to splurge and to buy fancy cars. And I think that that's a great start, you know. Psychologically, if you're inheriting, uh, you know, a sum of money like five million, then I think the first thing is to try and say to yourself, "This is actually not my money." You know, th- th- this is money that I need to set aside uh, for for the long term future of my family, and so my job is to be the custodian of the money. You know, w- when you when you see the great sports teams all around the world, the the player who's playing in a jersey, let's say it's jersey number seven, you know, th- they'll say. I only have this jersey for a few years and, and there will be someone that will come after me to wear this jersey and I need to make sure that I give them a legacy that that's strong and good. And I think the same applies to money, is that you need to say to yourself, I'm the custodian of this wealth and it's my job to make this wealth grow and to and to you know improve my family's life for future generations. If you have that attitude and, and you don't treat it as your own and something to be spent you know uh, freely, th- then I think you're already on the right track. Um, when we get to a little bit more nuts and bolts, I think you know the the trick with with investing a lump sum of money is you need to have a very long term focus. You need to say to yourself, I, "I need to set aside this money for at least let's say ten or you know twenty years." And and when you're going to do that, then the, the most important thing is to get the right mix of assets. In other words, how much of the money should be invested in cash, bonds property and shares. And, and I think when, you, when you're making a long-term investment uh, you know, over 10 or 20 years, the large majority of the money should be invested in shares. That, that doesn't mean that you need to become a stock-picking expert and now that you've inherited the money, you're also expected to be uh, you know, a, a genius on choosing individual shares. You can, you can put together a very simple portfolio of exchange-traded funds. So for example, you can buy a world index you know, that, that buys all the major shares in all the major stock markets around the world. It's already incredibly diversified. So you could take you know, 50 or, or 75% of the money and, and allocate it to a world index. And, and then the balance of the money, you can you know, invest in the top 40 or the top 50 index in South Africa if that's where you live and that's where you think your kids are going to live. 
and and you can do it as simply as that and then let the money uh, you know grow on itself let the money compound and don't watch it too often don't trade it you know don't try and uh, you know be, be too clever with you know starting new businesses or suddenly becoming a, a stockbroker expert because you've got money I, I think you know that that's the mistake that a lot of people make so so i think you can be very simple around uh, around buying just two two very good very simple plain exchange trade traded funds if you want to be a little bit more complicated, you could say, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out 4 million rand um, of this 5 million um, overseas, and I'm going to buy a dollar-denominated global, uh, in, a, in a global investment, a global portfolio. So, so for example, you can buy a dollar-denominated uh, a global ETF through an online stockbroker. You know, j- just make sure that that stockbroker is is resident in Ireland or Switzerland or you know Jersey or Guernsey or Isle of Man. Make sure you don't buy a US listed uh, or domiciled stockbroker or a UK stockbroker because otherwise you're going to pay death duties and all sorts of other taxes on that investment. So so you can actually send the money out and and if you don't want to buy an exchange traded fund, you could for example buy a dollar denominated global fund. You know just a unit trust um, and and there are lots of really good uh, global unit trusts being offered by South African firms and global investment firms. So, so that would be another, uh, another option. Um, but, but if you want to keep the money close by, you know, you, you can buy a RAND denominated global exchange traded fund, you know, so, so and, and that, that w- there would be nothing wrong with, with, with doing that if that's how you want to start. Uh, I think the other thing is you know, making sure we, we've touched on it that you've got the right mix between local and overseas investments. So, so I think you know if the bulk of your your life and, and your investments and your your house and your job and everything are tied into South Africa, then then maybe the majority of this five million rand should be invested overseas uh, because that gives you proper diversification, gives you exposure to a range of different companies and countries and economies that that, that are totally different to what we've got in in in, in South Africa. Uh, the, the one key point, though, is, is debt. You know, so, so if you've inherited the 5 million rand and you've got things like car debt or credit card debt or personal loans or something like that, then I would seriously consider using some of that 5 million to settle the, the short-term expensive debt. You know, and, and if you've only got a bond, for example, then you know, m- maybe make a, a bit of a dent. You know, take 500,000 or a million rand out of the, out of the 5 million and, and try and get the bond done. Once the bond is settled, you know you can obviously add the, the monthly amount that you are paying into the bond to to the to your lump sum that you've still got left behind to build that money up again. The the other things that you should just consider is don't pay big fees on investments. You know don't let anybody charge you an upfront fee on four or five million rand in investments. If they do, find somebody else because that that, that person's trying to 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 to. To steal your money, uh, I'm, I'm not legally. I mean, they're, they're legally allowed to uh, charge upfront fees, but I, I just think it's immoral. And and then I think understand that you need to be patient. You need to to kind of almost be like a like a farmer that plants trees. You know, the, the only way that you make money out of trees is you know if you're planting seedlings, you need to give them seven or ten years for those trees to grow. And it's the same with investing. Is you need to leave the money for a long period of time for it really to be beneficial. And you know. If, you, if you're investing in shares, the, the likelihood is that the money will go from five to 10 million rand in, in a period of you know, five to seven years, which is a great return. You know? So, so, so you know, allow the money to grow and, and then you'll really be, be developing long-term capital growth for, for yourself and your family. And then you know, if you do leave the money for a long period of time, don't be afraid to use some of it for yourself you know, to make sure your retirement is good as well. But, but certainly if your attitude is I'm a custodian and I want the, the, the family to benefit, then you know, make sure that, uh, that, that you've got that long-term focus. 
And then don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, don't be afraid to pay people per hour for advice uh, and, you know, pay two or three people, you know, you know, that are experts in their fields to give you proper advice. And, you know, if you're getting recommendations, don't be afraid to pay other people to check those recommendations and to make sure that you're getting the, the right advice. You know, I think the, the, the point here is you're not expected to be the expert, but you are expected to be careful with the money and to apply your mind and to use common sense. Uh, I wish you all the best and I, and I hope you, you have great success in the future. Morning, morning, guys. All I want to find out is where to invest if you want to get the compound interest. I just want you guys to explain to me in simple steps which bank account or which type of of investment can you choose in order for you to be able to earn compound interest. That's my question. That's a brilliant question. Thank you so much for asking about compound interest. You know, I think uh, you know the, the investment jargon will talk about compounding. So, so and, and the reason why we we don't talk about just compound interest, it can also be compound growth. Is that uh, it's it's I think it's the, the the secret of the investment world. It's a situation. One of the banks had a great ad where they they said, "Let your money make money, babies," and and we can see compounding in the world of agriculture. So when you buy, uh, let's say one uh, one cow and one bull. And you, you you put those two uh, together in a field. At some point, you're going to you know you're, you're going to have some offspring. Those those cows are, are, are going that cow and that bull is going to make babies, and and that's a, a, a clear and very graphic example of of compounding, right? Because you bought you paid for the bull and you paid for the cow, and and you know in 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 a few months or a few years time, you've got a few um, extra cattle, and and you didn't buy them. They, they were created from the original investment that you made. And, and that's very simply what, what compounding is when you talk about compound interest or co- compound growth. So if you're asking me about you know, what, what bank account or what investment will do that, uh, let's just talk about a fixed deposit. What's important there is that, that the, the fixed deposit um, doesn't pay you out the interest until the end of the period of the, of the fixed deposit. So let's say you, you make an investment in a 12-month fixed deposit. You, you don't want them to pay that interest out to you every single month. You want that interest to be reinvested. Uh, so if you earn uh, you know, a little bit of interest in the first month, you want them to add that interest to your capital so that you earn a little bit more interest on a slightly bigger amount in the second month. And so, you know, if you started with 100 Rand and they paid you out, you know, three Rand in interest, then, then you know, and that's the month of January, then at the month of February, you're now going to earn, let's say, three Rand and five cents of interest because you had 103 Rand invested. And so you go, your money starts to grow on itself because you're, you're, you're earning a bit more interest on a little bit of a bigger amount month after month after month. So, so when you're looking for a place where you can where you can earn compound interest, it, it it'll be most bank accounts, uh, most fixed deposits, most money market accounts, and and in the unit trust world, for example, a money market unit trust will definitely be a form of of getting compound interest. All I would say to you is just be careful that you don't put too much money into into those because you, you know you're only earning interest whether it's compounding interest or not it's still only interest and and at the moment you know we can probably get three or four percent or maybe if we're lucky five percent interest a year and and that means that your your cash is barely keeping pace with inflation so I don't mind earning compound interest but I, I don't want it to be the largest investment I have I, I definitely want more of my money to be in shares and you know and, and allow that those shares to grow and to compound on themselves because compound growth on shares could give you 15 or 30 percent a year in the year of 2021 uh, you know the, the the stock market gave a compound growth of or total return i should say of 29 percent 
uh, you know, so your your um, hundred rand by the end of the year was one hundred and twenty nine rand, and that's way more than you would have got in a bank account, where you probably would have earned a, a compound interest of you know one hundred and six rand by the end of the year if you were lucky. So, so I like compounding. I think it's a really key in, uh, part to making money um, work for you. It, it needs time, and you need to be aware of what, where you're going and, and how much it costs you. But, but certainly, uh, de- definitely one of the wonders of the investment world. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.